Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Bloker Joker podcast powered by Pub Sports Radio. It's March 22nd, 2020. There's still no football to speak of due to this coronavirus, but I am joined here by Adam Booth once again for another special esports edition. Adam, I just left my house yesterday for the first time in three to four days to go grab some Puccini's Pizza, one of our favorites here in town. <laughs> I didn't choose this quarantine life. It shows up. Uh, thank goodness for some CSGO to keep us going. I'm not yeah. sick yet. How are you feeling over there across the pond? Yeah, good. Actually, yeah, two days ago I left for the first I, I, I mean, the uh, the sort of sports better lifestyle is one in which I'm, you know, relegated to the attic for most of every day that I spend. Um, but I did leave the house on uh what a couple nights ago just to go out to the show like you know it wasn't pizza that would have been a better excuse to go out, but just you know milk and bread that sort of thing um no toilet paper we're, we have plenty of that uh but, uh, but no it's it's been uh it's been a good week of uh counter-strike i mean i would have been betting this regardless and i know you know that but maybe some of the listeners don't this is uh csgo is something that's been running for you know uh, quite a, you know, eight years now that it's had a, a good scene and uh, yeah, I, yeah. The the thing is for me is I know that you would have been betting it. I don't think that I would have been. So I don't think I don't think a lot of people that have come in contact with would have been. Yeah, betting I don't it. think that I would have been placing yeah. wagers on this stuff. I think I would have been sweating through March Madness right now <laughs> and maybe barely grinding out a profit. Maybe. Oh, not. I know. Hey? Yeah. Th- this um, week has been enough for plenty of uh, milk and bread for me over here. (laughs) It's been a great week. Um, We have three more matches today in the ESL Pro League, and I can't wait to break them down with you. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's um, so we're we're on day four of Group A of Pro League. So for those that don't know, it's a round robin uh, um, schedule and each group is six teams and so obviously there's five each team is playing five matches um today um with it being day four we see we've we've had a good i guess sample size of how these teams are matching up against one another where the veto should go and well i should say that but well as as i will comment on the ants godsent match it's tricky when teams are losing their map pick uh, continuously throughout the week. So you don't know if they're going to continue riding with it. And uh, so, yeah, even in, let's get into that first one. Um, even in the, actually, do you want to, do you want to just, let's, we can recap yesterday, actually. If you want yeah. To. Yeah. Recap yesterday yeah. really quickly. That's no problem. Sure. Sure. So uh, yesterday was group B. Um, it was the third day of group B and uh, we had three, two, uh, one losses on the day. And uh, for those that don't know, it's a best of three series. Um, so each team vetoes a map, then picks a map, then vetoes a map, and then there's the one the seventh map left over. Um, so basically, on with these quality of teams, when it gets to that seventh map, uh, or the decider map, you could say the third map, um, it's generally considered a more um, even map between the teams, which is why we often see smaller line spreads. Um, and so I was on big in the opening match against complexity. Big had looked good so far. Their numbers were good. Um, I did mention in the article yesterday that prior to the tournament, this would have favored complexity. So, you know, 
you have it, it's a fine balancing act between your system's numbers prior to the tournament and what you're seeing that week. And with a good amount of matches to choose from, um, as we get deeper into the tournament, the the numbers at the tournament become more important um, than what we saw prior. And uh, so uh, big, you know, they stole Complexity's map. It was a dominant scoreline. Um, then they go to Nuke, and it was the weakest T side we had seen on Nuke from them this, thus far. Um, I thought they could have got a couple, you know, the biggest issue for big yesterday, and I was talking to some, some guys on Twitter about this, was pistol. they win the pistol round, and they don't convert the second round. That happened on all four of the first pistols in the first two maps. It doesn't correlate to a loss, as we saw in Mirage, but it does um, create a situation of inconsistency and giving your opponent an advantage. Yeah, and yeah. you're simply not capitalizing, basically. That's right, that's right. So a pistol round, if it's a coin flip, so you, you win that coin flip, then you have an actual advantage in your weaponry. So sometimes the terrorists can put up some good weapons too, but they were also losing their second round on the terrorist side. So then they go to dust two, they get a nice start. I think it was six one, and then they lose against pistols, almost pistols exclusively. I think there was one rifle, but I think they killed the, the guy who had saved the op relatively quickly into the round. And they had a four-on-four. All of the counter-terrorists for complexity were in the counter-terrorist spawn and on the A site. And what happened was they weren't decisive crossing that that on on long on long A. There's a, a sort of a a cross point where you have to get fr- uh, past the CT spawn onto A site. And there's so many angles that the counter-terrorists can hold as you cross. So you throw smokes down so that they can't see you crossing. And then, you know, the complexity doesn't have, you know, Molotovs and nades. So they should have been able to cross relatively easily and get the bomb down. Instead, they linger, smokes disappear. All of a sudden, they've got the advantage in weaponry, but they've got four guys shooting at two of them, picking them off. And I think Rush pushed through a smoke briefly got two the other two guys that were on long didn't trade the kills then it's a one versus two you know and uh, i think um um what's his name uh, searson was going for the ace clutch at that point in a one versus two he gets the one on one and then um who was it it was oboe maybe oboe was hiding in what we call elevator and uh he got the trade kill and after that so then that six two what ended up happening, Big lost that first half, the terrorist side, 8-7. Then they lost the, the pistol. Then they won the second round. Then they lost the, the anti-eco with their advantage to a B rush, which is something it's it's brutal when it happens because it's like you've got five terrorists flooding into your site, but you have nades, molotovs, you know, you, the advantage in weaponry. They two guys with rifles in B site uh, only get one kill and both go down. And then they've got a very difficult task in a three versus four with small choke points. B, B site on dust two is one of the hardest sites to retake. So overall on that match, you know, I, I, w- I that was the biggest loss on the day. Um, I think you play replay that again and again, big being a bit more polished on their anti-ecos and their conversion rounds. They, have a little slightly better T side on nuke, 
which they should have, um, and they probably are able to get the win. So it's just good to keep in mind what causes a team to lose a match because you can weigh that into how you calculate your lines. So, um, and then um, what did you think of that? You, you said you watched it? Yeah, I watched it. I thought that really it came down to the Germans, kind of what we touched on, just not capitalizing after the pistol rounds and, and well, things was, like that. I, they I think tied it up 14-14, right? And, yeah. and then you're saying, oh, big comeback from big. You yep. know, we're headed to overtime here at least. And then finally we saw complexity a little bit more assertive on two executes. They just kept it very simple on the last two rounds. And there were scrappy rounds. Um, and then they won it in a one versus one clutch. Actually, two two matches ended with one v one clutches on, for the yep. uh, the opposing team to uh, get the last round. And the other one was the next match, um, Navi and Fours. I was going to ask you about that one. Did you see that clutch from Simple at the very end of the match? So Navi was on the counter terrorist side yes, of that. Yes, I did. I did. And the guy was just like hiding behind the box. That was terrible. Yeah. there. They should have almost been together, but they split They should up. have been together. They should have yes. been together, and they would have got that job done. And then, yeah, he comes around the corner, kills the guy behind the box, and then immediately yeah. – um, Goes for the diffuse. Yeah, goes for the diffuse. Yeah. They, and, there's a and, saying in Counter-Strike, pros don't fake, meaning when you hear the tap on the bomb, you have to assume he's – especially if you don't have line of sight. Okay, that's the assumption. If you don't, if you can't just peek out quickly and see if he's on it or not. Now, maybe the the terrorist four fours. I forget who was in the one v one. Didn't have thought it was positioned a little bit further behind that uh, silo or whatever. Um, so he thought maybe if he peeked from a hut, he could see it. However, how simple it it it, it might seem lucky or unlucky, but what simple did was completely intentional. The bomb was planted at an angle where he could sit at the far end of the silo, out of line of sight, and so this terrorist would have to come fully around to see him on either side. And if he wasn't in hut, if he was closer to um, to uh, the ladder, he would have or vent drop or whatever they call it. He could have peeked out that side. So simple takes a chance. But what else are you going to? You have to defuse it. So, um, but yeah, I, I had some people messaging me about that fours match because, of course, fours. Pick up Inferno, their pick. They're up 15-6 or something, or 15-5. It becomes 15-12, and then they finally close it out. Second map, they're up 14-6 or something like that. And Navi comes back, wins it in overtime. And then they go to map three. Fours again, goes up 12, ties up 12-12, loses to an eco. <coughs> And then you know, you know, they're on the unfavored side on Nuke. I was actually very impressed with their T, the Force T side there. Um, and even though they lost Nuke, I thought their T side was respectable. Unlike Train, where they just kind of ran out of plays, and um, it looked like the um, the calling was very stagnant. Very too many solo plays. Now, uh, with the firepower Force has. They can play a puggy style against most of their opponents. Against Navi, who has one of the best CT sides in the world, on a map like Train compared to Nuke, where there's very long avenues of angles to hold. This the rotation is very quick. Navi can put simple or put a second op wherever they want. Simple can be very mobile, as opposed to on Nuke, 
where you know you have a much wider uh, a site hold and you can mess with rotations very easily even though it can be a quick rotation it takes once you get the site it it takes a long time to for the cts to then come back into it so i thought yeah i thought you know fours you could say it was the the right side to be on even though it didn't work out sometimes we say that so um I thought right. that you were on the right side. I watched the whole match. I thought that you were on the right side. So, you know, sometimes with those dogs, you know, that's that's just the way that it goes. Yeah. And um, but I, I think that in terms of like a power ratings or whatever you do for for Forza's next match, you know, I, yeah. I still think that they were pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, Navi just had one of those kind of comebacks where it just all spiraled out of control a little yeah. bit on map two. But well, like but, I said in the article, Navi is it's a quality team. They're not going to continue losing, you know, throughout pro league. It's not like they're going to go oh and ten on maps. And um, so, yeah. But but again, sloppy Navi, very like especially on their T side. They did get eight rounds on Nuke. Um, they got you know six seven rounds on um, on Inferno. But just look very like not on the ball. I don't know how to say it. Um, not what we saw in LAN. And that's that's for these best teams that are now playing online, that are used to playing. Navi hadn't played online since 2018. So it's you don't have the hype. You don't have the camaraderie, the focus. <coughs> so that can give a little, a little bit more value to the dogs. But anyways, let's get into that last match, and then we'll move on to today. Yeah, that last match was, uh, you know, Fnatic versus North. And... They both split the rounds, the opening rounds on um, on neither of their picks. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, um, it, it's been like that very, it's very, it's been very consistently or inconsistent, yeah. if you will, yeah. for um, for that section because it just seems like it's been happening a lot recently. And but then when I when I noticed that we were going to map three here at that Mirage. Yeah. That that was a really tough match for North, considering um, some of their prior history. From what I was listening yeah. to, they hadn't yeah. had a lot of success there, and it it really it, it showed up there. They they got kind of dominated in that, in that third map. Um, but it's you still cash the on the over two point five maps, um, so you still basically you cash that first part, and then you have a nice uh, free roll, if you will, um, at a nice plus price on north so you know it was one of those where it just didn't go your way with the third map pick in a sense i think yeah um, no that's but, yeah, but what were your thoughts on that map no i i completely agree um so as i tweeted out yesterday i was on the over two and a half specifically for the other teams because i was you know confident i'll say in air quotes that the um north would be significantly better than the line on vertigo and um uh fanatic if they pick mirage or overpass would have a significant advantage there we didn't see that well let, let me just talk about overpass briefly um north i've seen them have very dominant under msl when msl was previously with the team before he was kicked back in late 2019 um well i think it was summer of 2019 um he had some excellent overpass matches but it was always inconsistent as far as how good they were on that map i think they beat astralis twice 
when Astralis, this is, this is, oh, it was 2018. Sorry. I think it was, um, but before Astralis won the London major, uh, he was the MVP of turn Malmo. Uh, I think it was a Malmo tournament. And, um, might have been Stockholm. It was one of the Swedish cities. Anyway, um, he had a phenomenal performance. North, who is always considered the little brother to Astralis, both being Danish, uh, beat Astralis twice in best of threes, and I believe both were on over best, which at that time was one of Astralis' best maps. And so I've seen these periods of time where North have good overpass, uh, have a good overpass, but, you know, this is... Although it's a variation of previous North roster, I wasn't that sure that they would have had enough prepared, given what we saw from Fnatic against Big on Overpass. Um, and I think they've had some other good results on it. Um, but I was a bit surprised by um, by uh, Mirage being the final map there. Um, I thought that even though North didn't look good on train against fours. I thought that, that was one of the weakest per performances by map this tournament. Um, I thought they should have left that in the pool and then banned Mirage and then left dust or train. And I don't think Fnatic would have wanted to go to train at all, even though um, North looked so bad on it because I think a uh, dust has just been a much more comfortable map for Fnatic um, I mean, we saw them absolutely crush complexity on that map. Um, so yeah, with my veto, with my veto preemptively, I would have liked, you know, cause it, you never know how it's going to work out as we know, but when, what we saw in Mirage was sure, I think it was a 16, eight scoreline or something. Yes. Um, but North also won both pistols. So five of their eight rounds came pretty much from coin flips. And so you really say, what did they show? They they had that 4-0 lead. <clears throat> then they lost to an eco. As we see, they lose to an eco. Then Fnatic has this economic advantage. They have all the utility they need. They have AWPs, uh, AUGs, you know, everything. They're not buying FAMASes and FAMAS. I don't know what the plural is of FAMAS. Um, and then Fnatic just rolled on through that. So I was actually surprised. I think after the end of the first half, it was 10-5. Um, so Fnatic went on a 10-1 run afterwards. And and then they had a better T-side. You know, they lost the pistol. Um, but then they were quick to punish North um, weak economy. They broke them very early. Um, there was an incredible clutch from Gade. He was in a one versus – there was a round, I don't know if you heard, where three different Fnatic players had a chance to knife uh, a North player. And what what typically it, – it's a bit of um, it's a bit of mind games at that point because you have the economy, you know, you've won three or four in a row, and you're, you know, on the brink of closing it out. It's a relatively meaningless match in the sense that no one's getting eliminated. It's not a semifinal on the stage. And they could have – knifed the guy and just or just shot him um anyways gade ends up clutching out uh, a one versus three i think with a uh, brilliant he throws the smoke down tops the bomb uh jw tries to knife him in the smoke misses him gade kills him and then taps the bomb again crims goes up on the stairs starts spraying it so what you what he's doing is he's 
finding the terrorist locations by putting the smoke on the bomb so they can't see him. They assume he's in there. And then they start shooting the smoke, giving away their location. So it, it's, it seems like a, after playing the game just a little bit, you'll understand why that's a, a nice play. But, um, but yeah, so that was the day, you know, North was the only one that didn't have a shot on the third map. Um, but um, yeah. So anyway, we got to get to today's matches. Why don't we um, jump in there? You can uh, start us off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go with, we've got this matchup here with, Two teams that are desperately needing a win here. And Ince versus Godsent. Ince is the favorite. There's They've been catching a little bit of steam here on the line as well. They are now minus 145 here on the money line. Godsent plus 125. We have an over-under here of two and a half maps. Shaded to the under at minus 130. Where are you going here, Adam? I am on Godsent. And I... I I'm just working on the article right now. Um, the reason being, this is how I've calculated. This is a 52% uh, price tag to Godsend, not to Ants. Ants opened as an underdog, and we've seen them now. They're going to close, you know, minus 150, minus 160, somewhere in there. That's a huge overreaction. I, I can't. Yes, Ants have picked up two maps this week. Yes, Godsend are 0 and 6. However, that does not spell how a team is going to perform in the next match. So, yes, Godson have lost without picking. You know, they, they lost a close one against Nip on Nuke. They lost a close one against um, uh, Vitality on Vertigo. Both were their map picks. Both, I think they won both pistols on both of those occasions. I can't – I know they did against um, Vitality. Um but and Ents has picked up Inferno against two very good teams as well, and Astralis and uh, Vitality. However, those are not Inferno. I've said this before. Inferno is not a specialist map. Many teams can play Inferno. I think we saw Spirit, you know, destroy Ents on Inferno in the opening day, sixteen two. So while we do look, while it's very, I, I can't underline this enough. It's incredibly important to look at map pools look at map results, look at how those maps went, what the economy was like, who won the pistol rounds, how many clutches went in a team's favor, who picked it. While it's important to look at all of these things, it does not correlate to, okay, now Ants will pick Inferno and they'll beat Godsent on Inferno. And then this is why I like to take plus one and a half handicaps instead of individual teams' map picks is because at this better level of Counter-Strike, teams frequently trade maps because it's impossible in today's Counter-Strike to say your opponent just doesn't play this map ever. They have no shot. Okay. So I just want people to understand that mentality. Okay. You know, big wins on complexities map pick. Now they're, and they win dominantly. I'm going to now take big minus three and a half, minus four and a half as the favorite on their own pick. Well, no, the, the we know that complexity gets to start on the favorite CT side. They have had some very dominant score lines on CT side nuke against good teams already in 2020. We saw another one yesterday. Big probably, as I said, could have got six rounds maybe. They were close in a few more. But you just don't want to say, okay, 
big wins on the other team's map. They're the favorite. They're not going to lose their own map, GG. So, again, coming into this one with Godsend Ants, I don't think these teams have a great idea of where their map pool lies. I will say that Godsend has Vertigo, Nuke, and while Ants have played Nuke to a decent level, I mean, they've beat Astralis in the past when they were playing well, and while we've seen them, you know, play pretty well on, um, uh, they play pretty well on Dust this week. They played pretty well on Inferno, um, and their CT sides are looking okay on some maps. Um, you know, we saw on Overpass. I think they had eight rounds against Astralis. I think they or nine. It was eight or nine rounds. I know they won the half. Um, however, that doesn't mean against Godsent. You know, they're going to pick an Overpass. They're going to pick an Inferno, and they're going to now do better against a worse team because there's a finite amount of rounds you can get. And, um, you know, so anyway, so I'm on Godsent for the value play. If anybody was, you know, quick enough to tr jump on ants when they were a dog. Great. I mean, that's, that was good. Um, provided it wasn't like even money because <laughs> I don't yeah. really think that would have even been value. Um, but, um, to, to, yeah. me, to me, ints feel like a public side because um, just from what I've been watching, really, over the last few days, I, I've seen ints get up and play some good matches against more superior competition. Obviously, Godsent hasn't got a W yet. It seems, for me, it would be ints because of just what I've been watching over the last couple of days. But exactly, yeah. I've only watched this for a few days. Well, so well here's 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 a, a something you might want find funny. Um, Godsent played ants. So why why they were originally favored? Godsent coming in was in better form than ants. Now that's why I said it's a fifty two forty eight this week. It's because that has shrunk. Okay, but I would still favor Godsent marginally. Yeah. Um, but Godsent played ants. Back early, early February, beat them 16-4, 16-7 on Inferno and Nuke. That is crushing. And again, early in the year, it was at the Ice Challenge. I think that's a small land. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So it's what I wanted to ask here Adam, yeah. real quickly is what maps are you looking for? I guess. And you never know what you're going to get, obviously. But what are some that you would be, okay, this this map is an ints map. And or or versus, you know, this, you know, this map is a godsend map. What what that's my thing is you can because they come out correct about 30 minutes before the yeah, match right. starts. So we are sitting here right now on this podcast. We have about an hour and 10 minutes until post time. So these maps are going to start coming out here in the next 30 to 40 minutes or so. So I would say for ants. They should be looking at train or dust two. And for Godsend, I think they should keep it to a vertigo or nuke. Um, I I think both teams will get one of those banned. They should. Um, and then you're looking at maybe. I don't think I don't think Godsend likes to play Mirage. So I think then you're looking at maybe an Inferno decider. And I would love to have the dog going into that match. That's why I said if you had Ants prior and you're going to a third map decider with Inferno, they've looked all right on Inferno this week. Um, yep. But I think 
Generally, Godsent has figured out more, even though Godsent hasn't won a map this week and Ants has won two against teams that Godsent didn't pick up wins. That doesn't correlate to, okay, Ants is playing significantly better, 60% better, which is what the line indicates, Counter-Strike. So I'm looking at, you know, I I would like to see Godsent pick up, um, choose Vertigo or Nuke. Um, if I was on Ants, I would like to see them pick probably Dust 2 over Train. Um, just because of, I still don't think, I still think it's a better map for their firepower to show through than Train, where they have to, you know, start on a very difficult T side in choke points. You know, Makalele, the one thing, actually, funny enough, Makalele was said, said in an interview after I think day one. Or no, prior to day two, was he's been very uncomfortable opping on Nuke and Vertigo, which are two of the maps I want to see for Godsend. So that, but again, it, it you know, it's a tricky thing to sort of try to weigh that because um, it's you know you want a confident AWP player, which is the sniper. But uh, yeah, but th- that's the map. Um, I, we're getting a bit tight for time. Yes. Should we just run through these other ones? Yeah, really let's quick? let's rapid fire a little bit. So just, okay. just to wrap that one up quickly, we've got Godsend on the money line. And are you taking them plus 1.5 maps? No, no, no. I think that's too short. Okay. Um, yeah. I this would this could be with, with the the um, sort of question marks surrounding map pool and what teams will pick in this this match. I think I'll just ride with the money line here. Yeah, if anything, you would probably rather be on maybe an over two point five maps. Well, no, I, I mean I considered it, but again, these yeah. teams with their map pools, it, it, it's like, no, I'm just going to take the, the money line there. Okay, one unit to win a little bit more than a unit, so that's a nice play, Adam. I, I like where you're going there. Now we're going to the team where we had on the podcast last time out a few days ago, Astralis on the bounce back performance coming off of that round one shellacking that they took. Now you're seeing them, they're taking on spirit here. They're huge favorites, minus 750 on the money line. We have a posted total here of two and a half maps like usual. And this one is shaded quite heavily to the under at minus 240 in that range. Are you looking at map handicaps again here on Astralis? Man, did they bounce back in the right way? They were so dominant. Those were some of the easy caches, the easiest caches, I would say, that we've had this week. Yeah, on a favorite, you want it to be easy, don't you? It's like yeah. you don't you don't want to be getting into, you know, like like we saw from because I was then on Astralis against Ants, right? In the next match, and we get to map three, and they took the minus four and a half. And I think let me just double check that what that scoreline was. Um it was I think it was eight seven at the half. I'm pretty sure in favor of the Finns. Um no, it was nine six. Yeah, see this is this is what I mean. So if you have a, a minus four and a half handicap, you really want your team, the favorite, to be getting seven, eight rounds on the terrorist, the weaker side, whichever it happens to be, generally the terrorist side, consistently. And I was on Astralis because I thought they would win the terrorist half and set very poor numbers on uh, overpass. And so I was thinking seven, eight looked like a good thing here. Astralis, I believe had the start there. And then I forget what the turning point was and end up putting up a nine, six half. And then they win the, the their own terrorist pistol. So 
generally what happens when you win a pistol is you convert two more rounds depending on when the opponent is buying. Estralis bought in the second round of the second half, so it's round 17, and they were able to break the fins, and that saved the handicap because it would have been fair for Ents and Estralis to go 50-50, one, one pistol each goes their way. Um, and one pistol did go each other way, but Ents didn't convert, which is generally what you expect. So it's just an example of where, you know, a team uh, is not that familiar with the map, as which is why it was on that handicap. Um, and it also being a four and a half and not a five and a half. And what ends up happening is Astralis break them and then just crush the rest of that CT side. Yep. Because they know yeah. how to play it. They know what they're looking for. I'm not saying Ents can't play it at all. It's just they are also not they're, – they're a mediocre team on that map playing against a very comfortable team on that map. So the Astralis saved the handicap there. But um, going back to what you're saying about their bounce-back game against um, Godsent. I think it was Godsent, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Godsent. Yeah, very dominant scoreline. And, um, you know, they – Godsent really never had a chance to cover in both. And that was, you know, you can say that was Astralis, you know, wanting to get back to winning ways. You know, they didn't like the embarrassment of losing to Nip. But again, Navi lost 0-4, 0-2. They didn't cover any spread. They didn't cover the maps handicap, the the match handicap. And so you you say, well, why isn't that team motivated to cover? You know, it's whatever. Um, But um, for today... I am on spirit. I just took the plus one and a half. I'm about to take the money line uh, when we started the podcast. So I do want to finish this up quick. Um, They are a significant dog, but not to the extent that we're seeing today from the line. Um, Have you checked out the prices, Matt? Yeah, I've got uh, plus 525 right here sitting on the line for for spirit. That's fantastic. Wow. What are yeah, you no, seeing I, out there? What are you seeing? Plus, is it in the plus? Plus five hundred. Plus yeah. five hundred. Okay. My bookmaker is five hundred five right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I have this at about like twenty eight percent to spirit to win. Um, and I think that's a little bit heightened with it being online. Like, someone asked me yesterday, do you think there's more of an edge to dogs this week? I do. I do think that even though I've been on a few had uh, uh, favorites the last few days, it's because. Yeah, it's again, it's a balancing act of how much do you credit to being online? You can't just say, I'm going to take dogs because it's online. It just doesn't work out the way. Why? Because favorites would never get to land if they were only playing online. Totally. Favorites win online. That's how they get on land. So don't be thinking, you know, and these teams, there's a lot of money here. For yeah, let's, let's out cut out. Let's cut that all out. I don't yeah. want to even, I don't want to hear about <laughs> it's, it's such an excuse, in here. Right. Yeah. Oh, it, it's it, online. It's dogs. It, it doesn't, yeah, that doesn't work out. That's not it, how it's not it. that easy. And, and it's not here through the online system. So I don't want to exactly. Hear yeah. I don't hear um, well, I mean, with these ones, they're invited, but generally speaking, yes. right. Um, so, um, but yeah, so even though the last few days it seemed like yeah, even dogs are continuing to cover. As soon as favorites start to win, I like last year there was a, a tournament, um, Cologne. I think it was 90 percent of favorites won, and that was on land, sure. Um, but we go through periods like any sport where favorites or dogs win. My approach is generally on dogs because, as you mentioned with ants, 
there's a lot of these teams that seem like public teams in esports, just like traditional sports, where you know as soon as a team with big names or that has performed well before starts to look a bit better again, and they're playing a team that really is equal to them in a lot of respects, but doesn't have that name factor, doesn't have that recognition for performance on land. It's completely recency bias, Adam. I think that's what it is. I think that that's why this line is moving. It's recent bias. We have people that are new to this and they see what, what I've seen. And that's kind of what I would do if I if I were to not have you by my side, if you will, on this <laughs> podcast, and I were to play this blindly, I would be playing in from what I've seen. But what 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 does that tell anyone? I you know yeah. what I mean? this is my first week in this. So well, I mean, I could even say the same about my play on big, right? But yeah. again, in that match, the numbers were significantly in favor of big for there to be two units of value for my exposure on that play. And the handicap, but it doesn't doesn't correlate to win. So again, similarly, ants can beat godsend, okay? But it's not the, the value is now with godsend. So that's why I say if you had ants early on, good on you. The net line, but if you're trying to grab them now because you believe what you were just mentioning, you know, they look great, they've played better, they're still 0-3 this week. They still have not looked great on uh six maps yeah so and some of the score anyway so i'm going to this match today i've taken spirit plus one and a half um astralis's permaban right now seems to be mirage um which is a map spirit likes to play so that would be a, a natural ban um inferno uh uh spirit could pick um I, I, I would say an Inferno is quite likely, maybe a train, but Astralis, people are scared to play Astralis on train, I think. But honestly, I I think Astralis has good CT sides on just about every map when they're on point. On the terrorist side, though, we saw on Overpass, we saw on, um, what other, against Nip, it was, what map did they play Nip second again? Do you remember? It was, oh, was it overpass? It was overpass. Yeah. So we see the terrorist side sometimes go missing like anybody. So Spirit is going to be up for the, I'm going to put that in quotes too, up for this match, meaning they're playing the best team in the world. Um, there's a chance for them to go three and one here. Um, Astralis is very likely, I mean, both teams lost against the Ninjas. So I think Ninjas have pretty much secured the top seed. Um, but Vitality, Vitality can still take one of the spots. So this is a relatively important match. Um, and I think we're seeing that have been the price, but I've loved Spirit, I've, um, how they've looked this week, and their numbers are, are excellent considering the price. That doesn't mean they're better than Astralis by me taking them. That doesn't mean that their performance has been better than Astralis, but it's good enough to justify what I mean, they're priced at like 15% at the bookmakers or something. Yeah. So considerable value. And the, I am going to take the um, map handicaps. Um, I think there's four and a half and five and a halfs at all places. Um, you can take both. Not, not like both on one map, but yes. if you only have a four and a half, um, you can take that. So, okay. So we've got the map handicaps in that one as well. I like it. Yeah. yeah okay. So, Bet online only has the four and a half. Now, you, with these map handicaps, you don't want to take five and a half if it's going to be 
uh, minus 130, minus 140. You want to take four and a half for, you know, minus 110, minus 105, even even money. That's sort of how you should approach it. Okay. That's good to know. Cause yeah, when you see your live application bouncing up and down, sometimes it, it could get a little, it could get, it get crazy <laughs> out there. You know, you're going to see, yeah. a, you're going to see a four and a half, you're going to see it juiced up or you're going to see yeah. whatever the case may be. It's always flickering and interchanging. So yeah, um, you, you got to be patient when you're live betting, you got to be really calm um, about it in my, from my past experiences really. And yeah, you've got to look for the number that you're you're wanting, and, and you really can't settle for for something that's off. So, yeah. I think that's that's great handicapping from you, Adam. And now we'll now we'll move in here to the finale here, five o'clock Eastern Standard. We've got Vitality are an underdog here at plus one twenty versus Nip um, minus one forty. Here we've got an over under of two and a half. Shaded to the under here at minus one thirty. Where what do you like here, Adam? This is a tough one for me because we have the same situation that we had with big complexity and uh, with godsend and ends, being that prior to the tournament, the team that is now favored was slumping, and or the last time we saw them, they weren't they were they were slumping relatively. Yes. And the team that coming in to today is that underdog was actually playing pretty well to start off 2020 or playing better than their opponent. Yeah. And so I would call this another switch. However, the numbers are heavily in Nip's favor, like big yesterday. This is one of those where I'm actually still considering going with the favorite, even though a week ago it wouldn't have looked this way. Yeah. So I haven't made a play on that one yet. I haven't dug into it deep enough. Um, that's where I was like, what, what are your thoughts? Let's, since, since I don't know yeah, much to say on this match. My, my thoughts on this one is, you know, those there's something in those pajamas right now. <laughs> <laughs> I might I just make what, that man. my uh, my caption for the article. I'm going to have to cut. That's clever, Matt. I like that. Really, right now, the way that they're playing, and, and they've been the most profitable side for us, I think, this week. It's it's hard to jump off the the boat right now. That that's where I would be. But again, you know, I, I'm not too familiar with these. I, I this looks to me like probably a longer match just based on the lines. It looks like this is going to a third map. But who knows, man? I mean, Nip have been this squad right now is in such good form. Yeah, and so. You know, when you're undefeated like that and you beat the top teams like Astralis and and whatnot, I mean, your confidence is riding high into this and you feel untouchable here. Yeah. Like you said, they'd probably be underdogs if this was match day one in this group. Yes, day. no, absolutely. And they absolutely. would be dogs yep. here. Yeah. Um, so you have to just be able to find a way. How can I make that price in my mind feel okay? Basically, what what have they done? to justify that. And, and I think that they have done enough to justify mm. it thus far from what I've seen. Again, I am not the expert here though. So what I'll say is I like that comment you made, but I would work from the other perspective, which is yes, don't work to fit the price to the team that you think will win rather start with the fact. So say, say this is your first week of betting CSGO, which I believe it is. And you are using um, what you see on the stream 
you're using uh, what you believe are stronger maps and you and certain statistics. Let's let's say you're only using um, trading, uh, which team is trading the most kills. Okay, so you would look at that, you know, eye test. You would look at the map veto and map pools of teams and say, okay, these two of three or four or five should be in favor of the ninjas. And then you would say, okay, well, Nip is trading kills at you know twenty five percent, and uh, Vitality is only trading kills at sixteen percent. That eight percent or whatever it was, nine percent is justifiably going to give me a minus one fifty or minus one sixty price. So I've got five percent of value there. Yes. Rather than going, I think Nip is the better team. I think they'll win the game based on what we've seen. Let's see what what statistics support my hypothesis. You don't want to start with that. So, um, but otherwise, I do I do agree with um, based on you know Nip Nip has just looked they've impressed. I mean, they were even saying on the the cast Nip looked like a top five team this week, and that's something we haven't said with an iteration of Ninjas in Pajamas since. We're gonna be here a while after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, with this one, maybe this is such a tight line here, and this is a really 50-50 match. This is probably where, for me, I'll be waiting to see what maps come out, and if I can dive into those particular maps and see if I can find an angle, an angle for those, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like that. So. I'm going to keep cracking on. The article should be up after the first, well, while the first series is happening. Um, and then we'll have one as well for Flashpoint today. Um, so if you have lines for both, check them both out. Um, I tried to at least put them up an hour beforehand. Um, yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Uh, another, another great podcast, Adam, another great one to have you on. It flew by once more, um, having a lot of fun breaking these things down with you and, and really trying to understand this new sport for me. It, it's been, um, really a pleasure. And I hope we hope to have you on maybe at some point next week. I know that these just keep on rolling. Really. There's going to be a lot of this action over the next month. Thank goodness for all sports betters out there. Folks, this is another special esports episode that has concluded on the Bloker Joker podcast. Please stay safe out there, stay inside, and best of luck on your wagers. Have a good one.